0: God is very good to us. A praise report? Yes, ma'am. Um, my family in El Salvador, the Hurricane Julie missed them. Yeah. He missed them? Amen. That is a praise report. I was uh, talking with uh, Brother Gibbs and his wife this past week. We've been praying something that we could do for the families down south. And I was looking for a church like faith as we are. And uh, I called a pastor down there that I knew, and I didn't know, but his, uh, his tree fell on his house. And uh, so we were going to take up an offering, a special offer. I, I got Mary to help me. We are going to write a letter. I wrote it. She's on mail mailing table, member of the church. And, and so we'll take up a special offering Sunday, and whatever comes in for it, we'll send it directly to them, or, uh, to that family, to help him with his situation that he's in there. Uh, is there any others we need to pray for? <clears throat> Let's pray then for all these, please. Heavenly Father, it's a great privilege to be able to come to Your throne room of grace. Only by the grace of God is that permissible through the blood of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do plead His blood on these cases, Lord, so many are very sick, very ill. They need our daily prayers, and I pray, dear God, you'll touch their bodies, minds, souls, and spirits. Watch over and protect them. I pray, dear God, for these who sit in the hospitals and rest homes. These for salvation, dear God, give us the opportunity to witness to them, and each one, Lord, Lord, we pray for our country today, tonight, dear God, to. We think about our president. And Lord, you can turn things around. And I ask you to do so. Guard us. Watch over and keep us. But if you are bless in each case, and our missionaries, our ministry here, Lord, if you'll take care of us, we'll be careful to praise and honor you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <coughs> this past week, I had... Uh, listening to some people talking about the love of the Lord and how much the Lord loves them, takes care of them, and uh, tonight I was listening to the news, and uh, the news commentator was talking to different preachers about the war over Ukraine and and different situations and how the Lord is coming and the signs of the times and uh, everything that's going on, uh, just pointing to Jesus coming back. I've always thought, I don't know, uh, maybe it's just hope, but uh, I've always thought that I'd be alive when Jesus comes. <clears throat> that means you got to hurry. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, wouldn't it be something if we were alive when Jesus comes? I've, I've watched many a sunset and the beautiful rays of the sun going up in the clouds and thought about I wonder what it's going to be like when Jesus steps out of His ivory palaces and comes for us. It's going to be a great day. And I do know it's approaching every day getting closer. But I do know one thing. If Jesus doesn't come for another thousand years, He still loves us. And it's important that the children of God understand that above everything else. And so tonight I want to talk to you about And and last night I I sat in uh, what I call meditating. Now I heard a man talk, describe meditating, by using a cow. And he said a cow goes out there and eats grass all day long, and then he finds him a shade somewhere, or she does, lays down. They got two stomachs, and they eat that green grass goes into one stomach. Then they go lay down in a cool shade summers and meditates on that. It goes into the other stomach. And when you think about that, uh, that's meditation. Meditating is what you've read, what you've learned about something. You sit down and think about it. And think about it seriously. And I've thought about, uh, when I was talking about uh, getting these money up to send to this pastor and see if we can't help him out down in that situation, I... I had to stop and say to myself, thank God uh, for His love for us. Not that we wanted it to go south by no means, but at the same time, I thank God, as far as I know, no member of this church, and I mean outreaching, uh, has been seriously damaged by this storm. Now, I don't know about you, but I thank God for His love he take care of us. Amen? And it means everything to me. Now I want to read you something out of 1 John. 1 John is one of my books that I read quite often. And so, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and every man that has this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law for sin is a transgression of the law and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him is no sin Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth has not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifested, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Father, would you bless now the study of thy word. Help us understand thy scriptures, and glory in thy precious love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In reading this chapter, there's been uh, some that's wrote books on discrepancy of the scriptures and mistakes in the King James Bible. And let me say right off, there is none. I've been studying it all these years, and I'm like Dr. Harold Sizer said one time. He said, uh, looks like if I've been studying them for, I think he was 80-something years old, when the last sermon he preached, I've been preaching first. I don't know, years and years and years. He said, "Look like if it had been a mistake or error in the King James Bible, I'd have found it by now. And I know there is one. Amen? You know why? Because it's the Word of God. But, in these Scriptures, there is some verses. But if you go back and study, we don't have time tonight, but if you go back and study the book of Romans, and I think it's chapter 4 of the book of Romans, it explains exactly what it's talking about here. Now listen to this for just a minute. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sin is from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God, was manifested, and that word manifested is made known, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever born of God doeth not commit sin, now, why? For his seed, that is the Holy Spirit, remains in him, and he cannot sin. The Holy Spirit in us cannot sin because he is born of God. Now, that's not a contradiction. The Bible says uh, we cannot, if, if we sin, we're not of God. No, it's talking about that when you get saved, born again, Receive Christ as your Savior. You have the Holy Spirit in you, and He is perfect in you. He cannot sin. There is no sin in Him. Now, I want to talk about the love of God. Behold, verse 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth it not, because it knew Him not. Now, everyone likes to be loved. I got two little granddaughters, finally, out of all them boys I got. And I know that all my boys love me, but I do love to hear my little granddaughters call me every once in a while and tell me, "Papa, I love you. Amen? That just perks me up. And i, I that's the way I do it. anybody that ever says, I love you, it just perks me up. It gets me going. And how much more so when we know that God loves us. Now the subject... 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 is the love of the Father. Behold, of what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon this, us. We think primarily when we read this of the love of God and we think of the Lord Jesus Christ. His suffering, His bleeding, His dying for us. What love, greater love has no man laid lay down his life for his friend. But what we need to remember here is it was because of the heavenly father's love that he sent his son to die for us. In First John chapter four verse fourteen, and we have seen, and do testify, that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Now, there are four things about the father's love we are told uh, to us by John here. The first is the father's love is a gift. Behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us. God's love comes to us like the rain and the sunshine. Free. Undeserved. It's completely unmerited on our part. There never was and never could be anything in us to attract God's love to us. Because of sin we utterly deserve condemnation. God is not chosen to bestow His love on the best of us but upon the chief of sinners, Paul said. In bestowing His love upon us, God regards only His own will and pleasure. Ephesians 1 verse 5, Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. I tell people all the time, God does not save you just to carry you to heaven. God saved you for Jesus' sake. We're a trophy of God's grace. Amen? Now I want to read you something that uh, uh, a lot of people have trouble with, and that is that the nation Israel is God's chosen nation. Now, whether you like that or not, it's the truth. Now, why did God choose that nation? A little bitty nation there, uh, a bunch of uh, people that the world seems to hate. Why did God choose that nation? Listen to this. In Deuteronomy 7, verse 6, For thou art holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto Himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set His love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people, for you were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, as the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations and repay them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack. To him that hated him, he real he will repay him to his face. <clears throat> the reason that God chose the nation Israel is not anything on their part. The Bible says very plainly here, God chose them because he loved them. And that's the only reason he chose them. Did you ever think that God chose you for salvation? Simply because he loves you? Now A true sense of sin gives us a right awareness of our unworthiness. We know ourselves to be unworthy of the least of God's mercies. We have no claim upon God at all if we're judged according to our merits. Everything depends on God then. Our sins do not hinder God's love. I I read a sign on a church near here. Uh, as I went by it uh, yesterday, I think it was. God loves you no matter what you do. Well, He don't love what you do sometimes as a sinner. He hates sin, but I guarantee you, His love stays forever. I like what Doctor Harris or Doctor Tom uh, Curtis Hudson said in a sermon one time. He said, "If Jesus ever loved you once, He loves you still." Amen. And I know that's the truth. God loves never frustrates uh, or. Uh, plus to, uh, one moment, no matter what our sin may be, God rebukes, He chastens, He hides His face from us, but He never changes His love or kindness towards us. Sometimes, our conscience and our heart may condemn us, but thank God, God is greater than our conscience and our heart, according to 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. Now, God has re- re- concealed... Reconciled us to Himself in His Son. That's a gift. The second thing about God's love, His love has an incredible quality. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon her. There's no love in all the world like the love of God. It's unique, it's marvelous, it affects our guilty, all guilty sinners. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, God so loved the world, we love the beauty, the attractive, God loves the unattractive. It's price, God spared not His only begotten Son. It's incredible, it's eternal, from the foundation of the world, He loved us. Again, it's unchanging, though we change every day, He never does. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's individually, Ephesians 1 and verse 4, of all those going to hell, God saved you and I. What manner of love. Think about it. The third thing John tells us about the love of the Father is God's love has glorious consequences. That we should be called the sons of God. Now, I said this to a Joe witness one time that uh, knocked on or come to my door and I don't let him in I go out and talk to him on the sidewalk and uh, I went outside and I was talking to him I said, he was talking about that all of us are sons of God that uh, Jesus Christ is just another son of God like we're sons of God and I said sir that's blasphemy and I want you to understand something. Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. But thanks be unto God, I'm a son of God. I don't might not look to you like I am right now, but I am, according to Galatians chapter four, verse four and five, as God's son, where the object and the affection and His promises and His purpose, it is God's good pleasure to give us His kingdom. One of these days I'm going to heaven and I'm going to inherit everything that Jesus has. The fourth thing John tells us of the Father's love, it is to be thought upon. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the Son of God. God's love is to be considered, is to be pondered, is to be marveled at. First, consider God's love. We have fellowship with God. Do you ever think of the privilege that is? I fellowship with Him every day. Like a man told me the other day, how you know there's a God? I said, because I talked to Him this morning. Amen. And I meant it. I I, I talked to the Father. We We fellowship. I talked to Him. He talks to me back through the Word. Amen. We believe God's love for us as we behold it. Thirdly, we are assured of our security. If God so loved us, Who can be against us, Romans says. Fourthly, we'll love His return. I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll feel His constraint on us for obedience. Every day of my life, I feel the constraint of the Holy Spirit keeping me in bounds, keeping me where I ought to be. Not letting me get out of bounds and go away from God. He brings me back all the time. Every thought, everything that I do, uh, if I start away from the Lord, one of the ways I know He loves me is because He brings me back. And He brings me sweetly back through His Word. What I wanted to say to you tonight is, when you're feeling like nobody loves you and nobody cares for you, you remember one thing, God loves you. Amen? And He will take care of you. And I can't get over what He's done for our church family, and, the, and our loved ones. I just really can't. I marvel at it every day of my life. I, I have so many friends outside of the Lord, and they're still my friends, but they have so many troubles, and they have nobody to call on. I thank God i got somebody I can call on every day. Amen? And I know that He will hear me because He loves me. Father, would you go with us on our way home? Lord, we're so thankful to be saved tonight. We're so thankful, Lord, that uh, somebody might be listening tonight on this YouTube and podcast. Lord, thank You for letting us use it. And there might be somebody that don't know You as their Heavenly Father. All they have to do is turn their face to You in sincerity and say, Lord, I know that I am a sinner. And I know that you're the Savior. And I know you love me enough that you sent your Son to die for me. And I gladly receive you as my Savior right now by faith. If anybody does that, you become their Heavenly Father. Bless us, we pray tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen.